0: I am Patrick O'Meara, and welcome to Profiles from WFIU. On Profiles, we talk to notable people, to scholars, to artists, to administrators, and we try to get to know the person behind the persona. Our guest today is Michael Solman. Michael, thank you so much for being with us. Thank you very much
1: for inviting me.
0: It's a great pleasure. Michael Solman, for almost 19 years was in a key position as the executive director of the Nobel Foundation. The Nobel Foundation is one of the world's preeminent institutions to recognize the extraordinary, the special, the creative in terms of the human spirit. I'm wondering, Michael, if we might chat a bit about Alfred Nobel and maybe a little bit also about the Foundation and how the prize is
1: administered. The foundation began
0: in 1900, right, with Alfred Nobel.
1: Mm. Well, his last will, uh, which actually was written in the Swedish Norwegian club, Sweden and Norway were part of the same union with the one king. He wrote it in Paris in that club in 1895. And then he died uh, a year later. And uh, it took uh, the time from his death on the 10th of December 1896 until 1900 to establish the foundation. And uh, the reason was that uh, his last will, which was uh, uh, got a lot of publicity when it was opened, uh, had some serious legal flaws. Uh, the system, quote-unquote, is there. The prices the price awarding institutions, the criteria, and what to do with the money. But uh, as he had d- developed a, a thorough distaste uh, towards one single profession, that is the, the lawyer's profession, <laughs> he hadn't involved any lawyer, and uh, any lawyer would have told him that there was a person missing in the last will, that is, the beneficiary. So that opened up for for the Swedish branch of the family, uh, he had uh, brothers who had been working in, in Russia. So there were two branches. The Swedish branch uh, thought that um, he had forgotten them in in the last will. So they opened actually a, a legal case against the, the will. Uh-huh. But uh, fortunately enough, the executors of the will uh, succeeded at the end of the day to to implement his will. And the... The statutes of the foundation were taken uh, by the government, uh, the king in in council in 1900 and started operating the next year. So the first Nobel Prizes were awarded in 1901.
0: Now, was it unexpected that a man who made a great fortune out of dynamite would have moved into this area of recognition?
1: Well, um, uh, it's not unexpected if you study the biography of Alfred Nobel because he was uh, a man of uh, the uh, of the enlightenment uh, mm-hmm. or rather he the values he cherished were the values of the enlightenment uh, also of um, uh, of the role of literature in life he actually wanted to become a writer uh, in his youth but his father redirected him into more practical uh, uh, activities and uh, And he was also uh, a um, a follower of Auguste Comte's uh, idea of humanity progressing from uh, the theocratical uh, level to the metaphysical level to the scientific level. So there was this technical scientific optimism. Uh, So, uh, well, uh, yes, certainly he... He invented dynamite. He, uh, he did not invent uh, uh, nitroglycerin that was yes. an Italian by name of Ascanio Sobrero who do that, did that. <clears throat> but he certainly mastered dynamite, uh, nitroglycerin uh, into something which was manageable, uh, and, uh, uh, and also invented the, the blasting cap, so uh, this two-step ignition mm-hmm. process, which made the, the, the process uh, radically more safe. Uh, and also more powerful, uh, mm-hmm. and was played an important role in the industrialization of uh, of uh, well the Western world, the 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 building of railways, uh, including the not only the Western world, the Trans-Siberian Railway and mm-hmm. uh, uh, the Panama Canal and so on. Uh, so at the end of his life, he he was controlling 94 uh, or had interest in, in 94 production sites in 20 countries. All without any iPhone or telex or, or but the interesting with him is that uh, at the same time he spends a lot of time reading reading literature, uh, yes. following the technical development but also reading literature and the and moving actually actually at the end of his life. He starts again to write uh, literature, uh, fiction, and uh, well, uh, drama, uh, etc. Mm-hmm. So he had these ideals, and and, and on, on top of that, he was quite a radical. He considered himself a social democrat, mm-hmm. and um, uh, thought, which was of course easier for him because he had no no children, that inherited wealth would just be be spoiled in the next generation. Uh, so he, in in the this vein of, of rational thinking, uh, this wealth should put be put to some positive use, in in the interest of mankind. And,
0: and the bulk of his fortune went to this. Yes, yes. In fact, I gather well over ninety percent of yes, his fortune. Yes, exactly. And he set the parameters. I understand.
1: Yes, he chose the, uh, did choose the the uh, disciplines covered. That's mm-hmm. uh, physics chemistry, physiology or medicine, uh, literature and peace. Yeah. And in all areas, he had uh, direct concrete interests. In the, I mean, he was active, of course, in physics and chemistry as an inventor. Uh, he financed research in physiology. I already mentioned his interest for literature and peace. Uh, well, that fit into his general philosophical framework but also, I think, uh, importantly, was inspired by, by Berta von Suttner, who was a yes, the friend of his, Baroness von Suttner, who was a prominent pacifist. Yeah. And it's uh, heartbreaking to think about uh, uh, their correspondence where they, they uh, uh, write that in, in 20 years' time, this... Uh, this brutal uh, trade of war will cease because humanity will mm-hmm. will develop, uh, be more civilized, and uh, approximately that that future point in time, the First World War broke out. Yeah, that's very sad. The... But he didn't live to see that.
0: You know, people will be interested to know about the selection process, mm-hmm. and I gather that many thousands are asked to nominate. Yes. And they're usually asked a year preceding the the yes. actual awarding, mm-hmm. and then probably uh, well over a thousand submit
1: nominations. Yes, well, it's uh, it's in in each area covered by the the, the right. Nobel Prizes, the slightly different categories who are entitled to nominate. All laureates of previous years are automatically yes. entitled, and then there are, for example, in. In in peace, it's a very wide group of people, uh, professors of of history and political science, all over the world, members of parliaments, which are members of uh, of the interparliamentary union. That's mm-hmm. a huge crowd. Uh, they are all entitled to nominate. But in in the scientific areas also, there are and in all areas, there are they are also active, proactive, prompting of. In, invitations to uh, experts around the world to nominate. Oh, to nominate! So it's, it's a kind of radar, which right. uh, radar beam which goes over over the globe, and then uh, ten fifteen percent uh, respond. So they have uh, well, it's slightly different in, in the different areas, but between two and four hundred candidates uh, uh, for each committee, which is working independently.
0: And then you bring it down further. Yes, to yes, bring the list yes. down much further. And what intrigues uh, me is, self nomination is automatically disqualified. Yes, which I think is a very good, um, a very good thing to happen. Um, there,
1: there, there, this clause is very good. Uh, it's, it also is there when, when of course campaigns appear. Yes, uh, and and uh, so the committees they. When they see a campaign, they see, <laughs> well, this comes close to that that clause in the statute. So uh, uh, if anything, they become e- even more skeptical. <laughs> Tell me, what
0: you look for, of course, is the significance of the person, whether it's physics or peace or literature. Mm. You also look for originality, correct? And
1: stature. Yes. Uh, breaking new ground, uh, Actuality and and consequences, uh, right. uh, positive consequences,
0: and all deliberations
1: are secret. All deliberations are secret. Uh, they are kept secret. All the the papers are classified for fifty years at least, and then uh, open for uh, bona fide scholarly research. Not just uh, right. you can't walk in, and, and, and but if you, if you have a serious purpose uh, looking into the history of of, uh, one particular laureate, etc. But it's all classified. And I can tell you, as executive director of the Nobel Foundation, I had no clue at at all what was going on in the different committees. And their prize awarding institutions, the Academy of Sciences in uh, in Stockholm, the Karolinska Institute in the Area of Medicine, the Swedish Academy for for Literature, and the Norwegian Nobel Committee, they all have their representatives on the board. But in the meetings of the board, uh, never ever is any name mentioned. Mentioned. Um.
0: And, of course, this is an important feature of it because the nominations do go to the Royal Swedish Academy, for Mm. example, or to other prize-winning institutions for discussion at that level. Yes, And then they they come back. And importantly,
1: it's not only the input, which is highly international, but also the level of evaluation. It's not only the… The, the, the Swedes and Norwegians who sit there and concoct something, uh, uh, they they refer uh, the, the hot uh, candidates yes. for uh, for reference to for views peer review as it were international uh, international including yes. to to laureates of previous years. That I think is is the main explanation for the prestige of the prize of the prize. Pe- yes. People know about this. This the scope, breadth, and depth of, of of the process. Were you,
0: as the executive director, also involved with the Norwegian side with Oslo?
1: Well, the the, the Norwegian Nobel Committee is part of the system. We it's, it it's, it's a system. It's, it's uh, financed by. By right. uh, By us, uh, they are working on the same statutes, right uh, of course, they are independent as the other com- committees are independent now they in addition to the uh, some of the functions, the ceremony and, and, and the logistics etc so so to speak uh, is handled uh, in Oslo, of course, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, which in Stockholm is taken care of by the foundation instead of the, all this, the Swedish quote unquote committees yes. uh, being inv- involved of that but the the peace price is, is part and parcel of, of the whole 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 operation
0: and of course um it's interesting for me to see that you have a board and it's it's not just a Scandinavian board they are representatives on the board yes uh, in principle it could be the board of uh,
1: directors uh, uh, not only Swedish and Norwegian uh, members, but of course for practical purposes, uh, it's it's the way it looks like. And the committees too, they are, they are, uh, they can have members from from other countries.
0: And then we come to the remarkable moment of the ceremony itself. The medals are gold Yes. And they are very formal involving the ceremony, banquets the members of the royal family attend
1: Yes uh, it, um to a foreigner, it looks uh, slightly uh, old-fashioned. Uh, I would say, uh, white tie and tails, and long gowns, and all that, and the their royalties. Uh, the background is that uh, it is um, the royal two royal academies are involved in the process, and uh, so the ceremony is in principle. The same as when the uh, the academies have their annual uh, annual mm-hmm. uh, celebration uh, with the the king and queen uh, present, etc. Uh, now, of course, uh, this is of another. Uh, the radiation is higher, <laughs> to put it mildly, and and the uh, also the banquet is uh, covered by media and uh, is uh, it's 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 slightly slightly ironic that the the social event with the highest prestige uh, in the country is thrown not by the Swedish uh, king or the Swedish parliament or the Swedish government, but by a small uh, private yes. uh, foundation whose founder was Republican. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, actually, yeah. I can tell you while, uh, yeah. being here, visiting the United States, he had political views, strong views, uh, 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 and also he was uh, in the vein of Voltaire, strongly anti-clerical. But, but uh, uh, he had views on on the right kind of constitution, yes. he thought that uh, constitutional monarchy wouldn't uh, wouldn't work because either they are talented and then they can, will be unable to keep their fingers away from politics, or they are stupid and they are transformed <laughs> in kind of exotic uh, animals like in a zoo people yes. are staring at. Uh, uh, so, his ideal was actually, and it's understandable with his background, was in the United States. Yes. Uh, a, an effective executive, but a, a representation for and, and by the people. You've moved into some new directions. I
0: noticed you do try to reach out to young people yes. with the Nobel Cisco Internet Initiative, right?
1: Well, it's the NobelPrize.org. That yes. initiative is, is already uh, in the past. Uh, yes. But uh, uh, it's, uh, uh, we were quite thanks to uh, Professor Ringitz from the Karolinska Institute, who in his research already was out in the Internet. Yes. Uh, and uh, so in, already in 94, we were out in uh, publishing on the Internet. And this has been developed into a major site of uh, scientific and cultural and historical information, interactive such, NobelPrize.org. And we are very proud. We have 100,000 visitors per day from, mm-hmm. from all over the world. And you have a museum. And we have a museum in, in Stockholm, and we have a Nobel Peace Center in Oslo, uh, which are the, the, the instruments to reach out to, particularly the, the young.
0: We've been chatting about the organizational structures. Let me ask you, the money that was uh, awarded through the estate of Alfred Nobel was money from 1900. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Has that kept pace with all of the changes that take place? Is the financial security of the foundation
1: solid? Well, you can't answer this very, very quickly, but the, the, in his will, Alfred yes. Nobel said that all his uh, uh, equity should be sold off and put into safe... Uh, investments. Uh, in, safe investments. Yes. Now, at that point of time, it was interpreted by those who had to interpret his lost will yes. as, uh, as government bonds. And this was rational at the time because inflation... Was very low, or rather, vacillating, but the price level was stable, and that would have produced uh, positive real uh, flow, positive real income. But uh, what was not foreseen was, of course, the First World War and the way to finance that. Uh, You usually finance wars with inflation, and that eroded the real value of the capital strongly. And we were still then stuck in, in fixed income. Uh, the board tried to to get changes in the statutes, but it, it took all the way until the mid-20th uh, century until we eventually uh, got the possibility to invest in in uh, not only real estate, but also in equity. And uh, during my predecessor's time, the real value, the initial value was, thanks to the dynamics of, of the Swedish stock exchange, uh, uh, was uh, reestablished. Uh, in one thousand nine hundred and ninety one and is still above that level uh, despite the the rather dismal performance of our portfolio during the first decade of of, of this millennium uh, so yes we have we have been able to uh, re establish the initial real value of of the price Uh-oh. but as you might see we have been keeping the price sum uh, stable from 2001 onwards right and and our uh, expenditure policy is to to hover between 3 and 4% of the market value of the, the uh, portfolio. Of the portfolio. Uh, depending on what's going on now, uh, it might be uh, the foundation will have to lower the price. Some.
0: Because of the current financial yes, crisis. Yes,
1: because you, we have to look into to the future, uh, which is, of course, in but our you perspective. Know, the
0: money isn't the primary thing in many ways. No. When you think of the recipients yes. in the past.
1: No, there, there are prices uh, around in the world with higher sums. Yes, uh, yes. You might know about yeah. them. But this is the prestigious
0: prize. Michael, you know, we've been talking about a lot of structural things. But tell me more about yourself. Um, When you were an undergraduate at the University of Uppsala, you never dreamt you would be the executive director of the
1: foundation. No, uh, I would say on the contrary. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I I actually, as I happen to to, uh, speak Russian fluently, I was involved in, in in interpreting for some Russian uh, Nobel laureates but uh, in the 60s all this uh, this uh, uh, high high uh, socially charged uh, atmosphere was not the 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 way I I envisaged for my life yes. uh, uh, I have to confess I had no great uh, design or plan or but uh, uh, have a sort of uh, uh, Wandered through life by being invited to different nice uh, jobs, and uh, uh, which, of course, were of interest to me. Uh, but uh, when uh, then uh, later in life I was uh, contacted uh, whether I would be interested, of course, I learned more about about the the uh, the substance of of the work of the uh, the prize awarding co- uh, committees, and also of um, well had even more understanding for the cosmopolitan uh, internationalist uh, side of uh, of this uh, phenomenon and on top of that of course the particular role of this uh, relatively small private foundation is playing for for the scientific uh, culture in uh, in Sweden and uh, and also in Norway when it mm-hmm. comes to political science it creates uh, networks uh, contacts, uh, which we most probably uh, wouldn't uh, have had without the, the – the so world. there is a symbiotic right. uh, interplay between uh, this private foundation and, and, uh, and, the country. and the country. And both countries. Yeah. Yes. And the world, and which the is world, very nice. Yeah.
0: And you know, I, I was looking at your background mm. and it all sort of fits in a sense because you studied economics and political science. And then you moved into the Ministry of Industry, but later the Ministry of Finance, but even the Ministry of Foreign Affairs, mm. all of which really equips you to handle the complexities of uh, a yes, world I mean uh, the,
1: the Nobel system is a, a small federal republic, actually, exactly, uh, uh, a... with uh, very independent parts yeah. uh, who have their own identities. The only one which uh, did not exist. Uh, before the Nobel Prize is the Norwegian Nobel Committee, which mm-hmm. is, uh, according to the will of Alfred Nobel, is is to be elected by the, the Storting, the the mm-hmm. Parliament. But all the others have their own sort of life, uh, but all also uh, um, profit uh, uh, to a certain extent uh, uh, by their their connection to the Nobel uh, phenomenon. Right. So, so it's uh, yes, it's uh, it's a small uh, federal republic. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> But you know what intrigued me? That you were chair of the Royal
0: Dramatic Theatre. Well, that's... Now, that's (laughs) an intriguing moment in your career.
1: (laughs) Yes, uh, I guess it's uh, it was my background as uh, as director of the budget and the minister of finance, which occurred <laughs> theater <you understood laughs> and and some uh, misconception yeah. of my degree of cultural interests. Uh, 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 people thinking it's, that I I, I, a, I would right. fit in there, but um, actually I I, I left in, under a certain protest uh, because uh, uh, I and two other members of the board they. We didn't think um, we could accept that uh, at the same time as the government uh, said this. Uh, this theatre is a, a national theatre; gave mm-hmm. us a special sort of title. Uh, they were cutting down. Uh, yes. on the, I mean, either or. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and and uh, but it was an interesting uh, interesting uh, period and. Uh, uh, Ingmar Bergman was still uh, out there and the, his spirit in the corridors. So sometimes he <laughs> appeared. And, and uh, 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 one of the most uh, fantastic uh, dreamlike experiences in, in my life uh, was when I, as chairman of the board, uh, had to explain to all empl- employees and, well, all involved uh, about the process to find a new new director of the uh, uh. Uh, which is the the? Yes. So I was standing alone on the big stage of the dramatic (laughs) Theatre, and there all the stars were sitting, including Ingmar Bergman, (laughs) watching and listening to me. Well, that's a wonderful moment. (laughs) Yes, uh, that's that's a memorable. Uh, And actually, he he asked me a question, and... uh, and uh, uh, about what would happen if uh, the government would not appoint the, the person we would propose to the government because we yes. propose, they dispose. And uh, I refer to the standard, uh, standard uh, 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 politician's answer. That's a hypothetical question. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think, Michael, this might be a point for us to listen to some music. Well, you. um, you're interested in Bach.
1: Yes, uh, I think uh, one has always to start with Bach. (laughs) (laughs) That's wonderful. And you have a special selection. Yes, that's uh, Jesu meine Freude. Well, that would uh, be great. uh, Which is a wonderful piece of music. Uh, I'm not a religious man, but uh, uh, this kind of music um, sort of projects you into into, uh, other dimensions.
0: This is Profiles, and our guest today is Michael Solman, the former executive director of the Nobel Foundation.
2: Production support for Profiles comes from Smithville, a locally owned business serving central and southern Indiana since 1922, with residential and business internet, voice, and security services. Smithville, local pride, global technology. Information at smithville.net. Let's
0: talk a little bit about recipients of the prize. You mentioned Mm. some interesting moments with Ingemar Mm. Bergman, which leads Mm. me to a question. In all the years you were there, 220 people were recipients of the prize. Mm. You had great opportunities to meet with them. Mm. I've met a few Nobel laureates, Mm. um, different ones that have interspersed in my life at various moments, um, ranging from Nadine Gordimer for literature to Lynn Ostrom on the Bloomington campus, to Ellen Sirleaf, the most recent Mm. recipient uh, to whom we gave an honorary doctorate. But what intrigues me is 220 people in marvelous fields, writers, Peace Prize recipients, world leaders. Does something stand out in your mind about who they are, what they are, and why they are? Who they
1: are? Well, uh, the um, the amazing diversity of personalities is actually what stands out. Yes, from uh, very very different reactions to to the same sort of quote unquote test, uh, and uh, uh, very different um, way of uh, appreciating uh, the uh, the whole thing. And um, uh, well, almost everybody has been been happy, uh, but. Uh, the degrees have been varying, and uh, the way of expressing that. And of course, I, I've I've seen, I've been vi- witness to memorable uh, events like when uh, the economics laureate John Nash came. Yes. And, and uh, uh, we all knew he was under for game in, theory, in game theory. Yes. yes. Uh, uh, and uh, how he came, and and um, uh, well, one could could you wouldn't have to know that that he was under medication because you, mm-hmm. you could see he was under medication. But the wonderful thing was that as the Nobel week progressed, it was like blood coming out in his body and he became mm-hmm. livelier and livelier. And uh, and also uh, another laureate, I won't mention his name, but who was uh, very stern and, and uh, well, almost suspicious of what was going on. And... Um, Hadn't been drinking alcohol for ages. uh, And then suddenly he sort of, with this uh, warm reception, which the committees gave Mm -hmm. their uh, their subjects, (laughs) he loosened up and and became very, very uh, warm and uh, made a speech at the banquet Mm -hmm. of such intense emotional force. Suddenly, I think one third of the fourteen hundred guests well had to uh, take up their handkerchiefs and take out some (laughs) some liquid out of their eyes. Yes, (laughs) it was so moving. (laughs) Uh, uh, And uh, no, it's and 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 different degrees of humor and uh, uh, and also um, no, it's it's uh, some very very specialized some. very broad geniuses. Uh, mm-hmm. So it has a, 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 a great, great uh, experience.
0: And also it's, it's a wonderful statement on the human spirit, isn't it? On mm. the creativity mm. and yes. on the the, the, the contributions mm. that mm. human beings make yes. for other human beings. Really. You know, I was looking at the list of recipients and it is remarkable. And I, I just run through for the benefit of some of our mm. listeners. I'm, I'm looking at people who received the Peace Prize, for example, in, in mm. uh, Oslo, uh, from Woodrow Wilson all the way through to Nelson Mandela to Ellen Sirleaf. Remarkable mm. when mm. you think of it. Mm. And in many cases, there was an effort also to make a statement rather than just to recognize those peace recipients.
1: Yes, in the area of, of, uh, of the Peace Prize, yeah. it's inherently controversial, of course, uh, because it deals with political issues yeah. uh, and uh, cannot please uh, everybody. Right. Uh, and uh, as I proudly can state, we have a we're proud of our long, good history of bad relations to totalitarian regimes, right. uh, uh, starting with, uh, with uh, Hitler. With Hitler, we you introduced really a, a law uh, forbidding Germans to receive to the Nobel a, Prize yes. after the peace prize to von Norsetsky in 1936. 19- right. And then with the Soviet regime, of course. Yes. Uh, we have uh, the case of Aung San Suu Kyi in in, uh, in burma in in, in Burma uh, and, and, and most recently china china exactly and uh, it 's flattering that uh, the Chinese the mighty China uh, pay such attention to <laughs> to yes. this phenomenon that they 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 try to to intervene uh, obviously i 'm not in, uh, privy to to all the details but but all the reaction was uh, was they could have learned from the Soviet reactions because uh, they reinforced the the signal or the message by giving it such an uh, attention, actually.
0: And actually, you know, what also interests me is not only individuals, but doctors without borders, mm. was also recognized as yes. the peace prize. The,
1: the, the, the statutes of the foundation open up to, to to award not only physical persons but also legal persons, right. uh, institutions, uh, organizations. And in the peace area, they have been using that. That's not the case in the, in the Stockholm, quote-unquote, right. uh, uh, prices.
0: And then I, I do notice, in addition to the sciences, of course, Wonderful writers who have been mm. recipients and again mm. for the benefit of our lic- listeners they range from William Butler Yeats to Harold Pinter to Steinbeck mm. really exciting recognitions of creative and sometimes very controversial people mm. Dario Fo was mm. really quite yes, a, was, an interesting choice for mm. um, Michael we've been chatting about um, uh, the positive aspects um, and I think again it would be interesting for us to discuss some of the controversies, if I may, that have been Absolutely. over the years mm. because they, they make it even more interesting. Yes, of course. Of we course. mentioned China a moment ago. Yes. The choice of an important Chinese dissident, in mm. essence, was the process you don't necessarily have first-hand information about because you were not in the deliberations. No. But you can talk a bit about the significance.
1: Of course, Yes well I fully subscribe of course to to the the, the general explanation by the, the the Norwegian Nobel Committee about the importance of um, of democracy as uh, as a precondition for peace, uh, rarely if any any time there had been wars between democracies uh, and so democracy is uh, is a good medicine for peace uh, and given the the rise of of China's importance in the world, uh, we see how uh, not only economically, but um, the, the, the economic power they exert uh, also influences uh, different uh, countries' uh, countries' uh, relations to that dictatorship. Uh, uh, so, given all these uh, this background, uh, it uh, it is a um, a very Worthy, I think, uh, prize. Well, as executive director, I would never express any views about what the committees are deciding. Right. But as now a free person, I think that was a, an excellent prize in in the great tradition. Actually, I, uh, I mentioned von Nosyetsky earlier. Yes, uh, and it's uh, Sakharov and, uh, in, in, and, in, and this, in the Soviet and Union. And yes, uh, in the Soviet and Union, and then with Hitler. With yes, um, so so uh, it's in, in the great tradition of. Uh, highlighting uh, uh, the freedom of expression and democracy as uh, preconditions for peace. And in fact, sometimes the recipients
0: themselves become victims. I was wondering whether Osiecki was actually... Uh, detained by the Gestapo.
1: Well, he he was already in yes. the KZ Sonnenburg, as it called. Already ha, at the how, time, yes. Uh, on earth, you can yes. uh, name a concentration camp Sonnenburg Sun City. Uh, Sun. Yes. Uh, and he was yes. ill. Uh, yes. So 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 he was already uh, in the hands of of, uh, of Hitler.
0: At the time. At the yes. time. And, when so he that, got, was and special. That, that was, of course, right. he
1: was seen as a criminal. And, and uh, of course, it was. Hitler's reaction was even more complicated because at that time, the members of the Nobel Committee included members of the government of Norway. Yes. So it was seen as, as an insult uh, by Norway against uh, Hitler. Uh, and after that, the procedures were, uh, routines were changed. So there are no active politicians on the on the committee right. uh, uh, nowadays.
0: It's interesting as I look at American recipients. Jimmy Carter comes at a time when he's not in the presidency mm. and he's doing world yeah. service. Yes. Barack Obama was not. No. Might that have been a precipitous move or do you still think it was a good move? Well, one?
1: again, I, I have no judgments on, on, on Oh, no, on, no, no, on, no, no, no. But, but uh, uh, the fact is that the committee, uh, looking at the criteria set by Alfred Nobel for the Peace Prize, that is uh, uh, enhancing or strengthening the brotherhood among, among uh, mm-hmm. nations, uh, the reduction of standing armies, and uh, organizing or holding of, of peace conferences. Now, the second point there, redu- reduction of standing armies, fits very, or rather the the agreement yes. with the Russian uh, government on reduction of nuclear. Uh, nuclear forces uh, fits extremely well into that criterion. And um, as they said, they couldn't find any, anything during that year, anything more significant for, for reducing, reducing tension or potential catastrophe.
0: And yet, as we look towards the past, Gandhi...
1: Yes, Gandhi, there's a long story on our website about that. He was actually yes. uh, not only on the list, but there was some, some uh, uh, rather uh, small facts which, which impeded the, or the committee did not uh, uh, decide it that year. They intended to do it next year, uh, and, and then he was murdered. The assassination uh, so, took yes, place. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, of course, he's uh, one of the, the big missing ones. In the literary field, of course, there are lots of giants who are missing on the list. And that is due to the very, very provincial and very conservative uh, worldview of the, the, uh, the Swedish Academy in general and its, its, uh, its permanent secretary in particular – who used the literary prize in favoring the kind of literature he wanted to see. So, so the result is that giants like Ibsen, Strindberg for, for us in Sweden, right. and Tolstoy right. were not awarded the prize. And, and major other writers? Oh, yes, a, n- a number of them. Yeah, I think I Graham na- Greene was not given the No, and, uh, and, uh, and Nabokov was Nabokov was not. Uh, and, and, uh, but both in the area of, of, of the Peace Prize and the Literary Prize, no, no you can't measure with grams or kilos right. uh, uh, there are uh, different uh, preferences tastes etc uh, for every every man and woman uh, uh, we had this controversy because the the former secretary of of uh, uh, the Swedish academy he was interviewed and uh, why is it that there are no more uh, so few american writers lately yes. and uh, he said well they me, uh, the americans don't uh, don't participate in the literary dialogue worldwide mm-hmm. uh, uh, even i think he he added uh, the word provincialist <laughs> or or <laughs> yes. and then a year later we have this uh, nice program with the bbc uh, uh, nobel uh, uh, minds uh, where the, they are assembled and they discuss uh, and uh, so, for some reason, the, your colleague put the question to Paul Krugman, what he thought the about economics, recipient. yes, about about the statement yes. of the sector of the Swedish the literary academy, yes. and he said, well, he didn't know very much about literature, but as we are provincial in all other respects, why not? <laughs> uh, well, I don't know if he's right, yeah. but but. Um, uh, there's this the, the statistical facts of of uh, the trade being rather one-sided, uh, mm-hmm. uh, and then there is a question of tastes, uh, etc. Oh, uh, in uh, in the matter of literature. So
0: I note with interest that one major figure turned it down, and that was Jean Paul Sartre.
1: Yes, uh, mm-hmm. that is part and parcel of uh, the persona. Uh, Jean, Jean-Paul Sartre created about himself yes. uh, as a major actually slightly voltairian uh, tradition uh, zola tradition yes. the intellectual who stands up and tells the world uh, the the unwieldy truths and, uh, and attacks the the establishment and that would didn't fit very well into his uh, in that role to come and receive prizes from kings yes. and and so on. I don't know. He didn't explain. Yeah. He wrote a very, very sort of well-worded uh, uh, letter to the academy. That time there were leaks. So he had got the word of it that he was a, a probable candidate and he declined the price in advance. But the academy didn't budge. So no. they, they gave it to him and he had to uh, decline it.
0: And the French, of course. Uh, held no grudges they gave you the legion of honor
1: oh yes that is um, uh, I, i'm not bought by them that's for a different reason actually yes. i i uh, i'm happy on the day of reckoning i will i will plead uh, that i've at least done uh, a couple of good things and one is to participate in a In a revolt and reform movement when it comes to uh, the EU's uh, Mm R&D policies. So the fact that there is uh, this uh, European uh, uh, Research Council which works on generally worldwide accepted principles where the model is your National Science Foundation instead of having a Soviet-type planning process uh, which is intransparent with lobbying, etc., so the fact that it is there is—I uh, I participated yes. in that battle, and I—I I joined up with uh, with uh, the good French forces in that that fight. <laughs> that's, and that, that's probably probably yeah. uh, the, the main reason for. I noticed with interest a couple of people were recipients of two
0: Nobel prizes. Mm. I think one was Madame Curie, right? Was yes. That? And then Linus Pauling. Yes. And Pauline got the Peace Prize in addition to his chemistry, uh, chemistry, which Mm, was a combination, which was very interesting. Mm, uh, mm.
1: um, But but, uh, interestingly enough, uh, he was was actively acting against this year's chemistry prize. uh, Oh, really? uh, Yes, Mm -hmm. uh, the crystalline, uh, uh, quasi-crystalline. He thought that was... uh, That's not the first uh, or only example of previous laureates... uh, uh, trying to tell future laureates that what they are doing <laughs> is rubbish. Well, I uh,
0: notice particularly in the sciences. Mm-hmm. In fact, you see, you see these kinds yeah. of um,
1: there com- were disputes. Two, two prominent uh, 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 laureates who came to Barbara McClintock, and she was raising this maze and uh, analyzing yes. the genetics of it, and. Uh, and telling her that uh, this was uh, this was uh, hocus pocus, and and, and <laughs> after fifty minutes, uh, she politely politely asked them to leave. <laughs> no, really, not, <laughs> um, I wonder if
0: we might talk a little bit about where we might go. I'm really interested in the future as well. Do you think enough women have received the prize? Um, are we going to see more women recipients as we go into the future?
1: Well, uh, certainly. Uh, we will, yes, uh, not only hopefully, but we will, because uh, uh, women are advancing in in science uh, literature is of course an open field for them but uh, but uh, and the peace <laughs> price you can of see course. this year then again, you must uh, factor in history i mean uh, it 's amazing and and it 's scandalous when you see the attitudes. Uh, Marie Curie was not accepted in the uh, Académie des Sciences because she right. was a lady. Uh, the first... Uh First uh, female professor in Sweden was uh, uh, Sofia uh, Kovalevska, the the Russian mathematician, right? Uh, and that was at a private uh, uh, university, which then became Stockholm University. Uh, uh, women were not allowed to hold certain posts in in the education system, the higher post, of course. Mm-hmm. And and, and uh, uh, the first uh, uh, ladies uh, professors of physics in Sweden is very recent. So right. so you have to. Factor in these uh, uh, strange, for us today, mm-hmm. uh, strange and uh, actually revolting uh, attitudes. Uh, but with uh, with the um, the march of uh, women into science, of course, this will be will be changing. Um, example of of uh, the AGIV uh, prize here That's, to yes. uh, Montagnier and yes. uh, and uh, Sanusi. Um, uh, where actually um, this question of who invented discovered what was That's handled right. at the very highest level yes. of the two countries involved that is your country and France, yeah. and the president arrived at a compromise, <laughs> uh, yes. but uh, that, that uh, analysis was not uh, did not pass the Nobel Committee no. <laughs> <laughs> so they, they were digging yeah. much deeper, and uh, Barr sanussi and, and Montaigne had to share that part of the yes. prize.
0: Interesting. And actually, in some ways, the committees have been flexible because I noticed there's no field for ecology or the environment, but Al Gore receives a prize, right?
1: Yes. With Al Gore, it's it's, it's a special case because he wrote to us when he was a senator and proposed a a Nobel Prize in ecology and for ecology. And... um, and we said, thank you very much, very flattering, but we have to stick to our, our statutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, then uh, he became vice president, and he uh, came back again with this proposal. And our answer was the same. Yes. And eventually he got the Nobel Prize. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm sorry>. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the environment has been covered by the, the prize to to uh, Sherwood Rowland, uh, Molina and Crutzen for their, their uh, absolutely... Uh, decisive uh, discovery of the effects of the ozone layer.
0: You know, that leads me to ask about the Nobel Prize in the 21st century. The world has changed radically. I was just thinking, it's well, it's a little over 100 years now since Nobel, since Alfred Nobel. That's where we started our discussion mm-hmm. this morning. Mm-hmm. And I begin to wonder where can it go? Where will it move? You know, this idea of ecology is one area. But we are also living in an increasingly global environment. Do you see changes in the structure of the prize, in the administration of
1: the prize, the recipients of the prize? Perhaps I'm too old now, too conservative, but my answer is no. Uh, The structure is actually legally bound and uh, established. Uh, It's a kind of device for uh, for identifying uh, major developments right. and uh, the device as such is reliant on the capacity of the committees so that's the intellectual capacity of those committees and mm-hmm. the people participating all around the world in this process yes. that will decide whether whether the uh, the Nobel prize still will uh, in 100 years will be uh, the ultimate sort of accolade for for quality for excellence uh, and and for important contributions, I think the, the, as you in- indicated, the committees have been flexible yes. and also in the scientific fields, uh, there was a, actually a, an open letter proposing a new price in, in, in some part of biomedicine, but uh, the uh, the, un- the signatures hadn 't studied. <laughs> The prices right. properly, because what they were advocating had already been awarded prices <laughs> <laughs> I noticed that. Uh, so so yes. Um, yes, until further notice the the uh, the price continues, and what we see now is that this um, this quality imprint character of the price operation uh, uh, has been reinforced, for example, by the Shanghai index uh, for ranking oh, yes. universities yes. Uh, it is used uh, when uh, when the EU is uh, talking, still much uh, more talking than doing, uh, uh, to increase uh, uh, the investments in, uh, in R&D, right. uh, the fact of uh, the predominance of US-based scholars or researchers, scientists, is a measure of, uh, of... It's used as a measure, a mm-hmm. uh, gauge for what, where, we, where we are. And uh, and then it also has uh, the positive effect of triggering um, accumulation of uh, resources, investments in different lines of, of uh, research. Uh, obviously, I, I understand the the U.S. Uh, universities, like Indian. uh, Indiana, uh, they show the number of Nobel laureates mm-hmm. uh, who have been working here. We have instances. Uh, I think it's in Texas where. Where uh, they were looking for money and uh, and couldn't get money, and then suddenly they got one or two Nobel prizes. Uh, one was actually a visiting professor, but and then suddenly there's a the whole new uh, science city you can see on a yes. photo. Uh, the image changes. Yes, uh, and yeah. uh, so not only in the, when it comes to the peace prizes, where the you can you can see these mobilization. Uh, uh, effect uh, increasing awareness effect but you have the 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 real real effect of uh, of uh, mm-hmm. attracting new financial resources to different lines of research
0: well you know over the years the nobel prize has recognized human creativity inventiveness mm-hmm. knowledge and courage mm-hmm. and if you look over the years in fact You've seen that, as in any dynamic human experience, there have been changes, Mm -hmm. and the prize has reflected those changes. Mm -hmm. And so I fully agree with you that as we move into the 21st century, there will continue to be this inventiveness Mm -hmm. and this changing Mm -hmm. panorama, and the prize will automatically then adapt to these changes. Hopefully so. Hopefully so. Good. Well, we've been speaking with Michael Solman, the former head of the Nobel Foundation, Michael, would you like to have a final choice of music as we go out?
1: Well, uh, to end on a a more positive note, I I would like to listen to Suave Alvento from the Cusifantute, where they're sailing away in this uh, soft uh, uh, (laughs) tailwind.
0: Wonderful ending. Mm. Michael, thank you very much for being with us. Thank you very much, Patrick. Thank you. Great pleasure. Uh, This is Patrick O'Mara for Profiles.
2: The program you just heard was recorded in October of 2011. The studio engineer and technical producer was Michael Paskash. Production support for Profiles comes from Smithville, a locally owned business serving central and southern Indiana since 1922, with residential and business internet, voice, and security services. Smithville, local pride, global technology. Information at smithville.net.